Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So, no strings attached. We're giving you a free book. You've heard us talk about how much we love Audible. Go give them a shot. And once again, promo code HIDDEN for audibletrial.com slash hidden. As always, we are sponsored by Illuminatus. Their pre-rolls are made like no other pre-roll out there. And they come in a sativa and indica blend, offering a discreet and satisfying experience every single time. Illuminatus products are always guaranteed to meet all government testing standards. So check them out at IlluminatusBrand.com and on Instagram at Team underscore Illuminatus. So that was episode 10. Episode 10. We finally did it. We finally made it through. Um... Bit of a letdown. Yeah, little we, little anticlimactic there for the last two episodes. We were both uh, just kind of talking about it. They they sort of blew their wad in the first like five or six episodes. Yeah, they with used, all the backstory. They used all the narrative up in like one through six, and then it was pretty much just basketball. Yeah, these uh, the last two episodes were essentially like Sports Center highlights. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much just the '97 finals and then the '98 finals. Like this last episode, they showed very large chunks yeah of the games now i guess that's kind of like his most iconic series yeah i mean it was it ends last. with the shot but yeah there weren't exactly any new uh wrinkles in there to make it new but but in terms of uh what i noticed um oh early on the episode where where jordan is rocking out to uh kenny Lattimore in the team bus yeah wearing the world's most uncomfortable looking headphones. That's also like the world's new most popular gift, Jammin' Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's all over Twitter. All over Twitter. I haven't seen it. But... Oh, it's great. They just keep putting him to different soundtracks and just <laughs> him doing his little shimmy. There have been a lot of memes to come from this. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. That did just remind me, though, that like those fucking 90s headphones, the hard plastic ones where they would just put... Uh-huh. Like that weird black foam over the earpieces. There was no, no real rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, for some reason, until like 2003, people didn't realize like headphones didn't have to be aggressively uncomfortable. Yeah, like oh, I can enjoy wearing these. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I used to have the old shitty plastic Sony ones. I lost like the ear cover thing, and yeah, it would like cut my ears up. They yeah, were... I, had a, I had a pair of the like over the ear, but like they went behind the head. Sony oh, ones. Yeah, those oh. were the cool ones, the ones yeah. you could like clip on to yeah. your ear. Yeah, you yeah, look yeah. so cool, but they were so uncomfortable. Oh my god, they were so uncomfortable. Uh, and then this also had <laughs> there was a scene where they were doing like a shoot around before the game. Yeah, yeah, shoot around for like I think it was like game two or three or something. Yeah, and it's uh, Jordan Kerr, I think Rodman took a shot, but it's they're like all the whole team. Yeah, yeah, they were they were shooting from like four feet behind the three point line. Yeah, they were shooting like twenty eight, like twenty seven foot shot. Like that's not that far a shot. I can shoot twenty seven footers. And they were all acting like they're fucking heaving it from half yeah, they court. Were, they were fucking loading up like a third grader trying to shoot a three. Steve Kerr did like the entire torso twist, like yeah. where he like cocked up his torso and then shot putted the ball. Yeah, hilarious to see the difference in the game where Steph shoots those with his eyes closed 
And not even just Steph anymore. Like, yeah, that's, like that's 80, a normal shot now. Yeah, that's like half the NBA can hit that shot on the reg. Like off a step back. Yeah, yeah, but, it's insane to see the difference, especially because uh, this is kind of the series, the, the episode where the MJ ass kissing really turns up. Because the first, like, half hour is just about how Michael's, like, uh, he's he's so in the moment. He's, he's, he's so present. Yeah, he's like an ascended being. That was something else I noted is... They they have John Stockton being interviewed, and they it's obvious they keep trying to get him to buy into like this mystic Michael yeah. narrative. He was so incredible to play against, and he's just like, no, he was. They, they were a good team. Uh, I didn't think he was like some magical fucking being. What well, is like? I mean, John Stockton's the number one leader in assists. Uh, Carl Malone's the second all time leading scorer. Like, uh, they weren't exactly schmucks. Yeah, both of them were pretty fucking good, too. Yeah, But yeah. John Stockton's the only one who didn't just fucking... Bow down. ...slob all over Michael in this documentary. Now, they didn't show Carl's interview, but I saw it on uh, <laughs> on Twitter, and he was not I, kind. In what, in they were what just like, way? What do you think of when you hear the name Michael Jordan? He's, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. You he, know, I, I thought he was great. I, I like playing against him, but... I didn't think it was nothing special, you know? I never thought I was playing Michael <laughs> Jordan. I thought I was playing the Bulls. Which is actually kind of what Stockton said, too. Yeah, I mean, if you go in like, oh my god, we're playing Michael Jordan, like he's going to kick your ass. Yeah, you can't give him that advantage before you even step uh, foot on the court. Yeah, you can't be you can't be a, a star fucker and try to guard Michael one-on-one. -on -one. Although, in Malone's case, you can be a kid fucker and try and guard Jordan one-on-one. -on -one. It was a different time. Yeah, it was It was the 90s or late 80s, whatever. When now, we do need to talk about Game 3 when the yes, Jazz that's... score uh, 54 points in the whole game. Yeah, when they read out that score, uh, Jay and I were like, wait, was that the halftime score? Yeah, or was I was that... like, there's no way. They, they, they cannot have scored 54 points in a finals game. And lo and behold, they scored 54 points in a finals game. So they scored like, what, 13, 14 points a quarter, basically. Yeah, they made about three shots a quarter. Yeah, that is uh, pathetically low, and I can only imagine how fucking boring that game must have been to watch. Oh, it must have been awful, because to score 54 points, you pretty much have to miss like four out of five shots. It It just, <laughs> it seems like it would be so fucking boring to watch. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And even uh, Coach Sloan, R.I.P. Oh yeah, he died today. Just so. comes out at the uh, post game and just goes, "Wait, is this the final score? <laughs> Are you guys sure this is right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know about this. Didn't they say it was the lowest final score in the shot clock? Like since the I shot clock been it was, invented? I think they said it was the lowest game period since the shot clock yeah. has been invented. Not even finals, just game. Yeah, they uh, they that, had a rough outing. I which didn't is bother insane. to pull up the box score, but. I'd love to see what their shooting percentages were. Oh, God, they must have been so bad. And then, oh, you know, the the real hero of this episode is, of course, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, Dennis once again brings the fun. Yeah, Dennis Rodman showing up on fucking whatever wrestling thing, Nitro, or... Straight, straight from Game 3 to the WWE. He's wearing sunglasses, but when they zoom in on him, he looks... Fucked up. Woo, his eyes were chinky. And he hits DDP with a fucking chair. And I, I've heard DDP, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, the, the wrestler, talk about it before, where he had to show Rodman how to do that, like, literally a few minutes before he had to do it. So Rodman, 
He didn't do it entirely wrong, but he also didn't do it entirely right. It looked like it hurt a little. Yeah, he kind of actually just hit him with the fucking chair. Yeah, and he hits him right in the ribs. But then that brought about Phil Jackson going all samurai on the the media huddle, uh-huh. where he talked about like uh, Dennis has brought dishonor yeah, to the. He's, he's dishonored us. Yeah, he's brought dishonor to the Bulls by by going out and wrestling with Hulk Hogan, which is so funny because earlier in this series, there's literally an incident where he's Dennis is like, "I need a vacation," and Phil's just like, "All right, you got a weekend. Go get go get fucking turned in Vegas. I need you back on Monday." And you know what happened later on is there was actually a wrestling event where they did a tag team where it was like Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman versus Carl uh, Malone and Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> I don't know like how far into the future that was, but I definitely remember that from my youth. Dennis so, really should have been had a second career arc in the WWE. I think his uh, crippling drug addiction yeah, kept that's him from tr- doing a lot of things. That's true. It's pretty hard to follow a script when you're that drunk. <laughs> There's been incidences in wrestling where, oh, fuck, what's that? The guys who went through tables, all the, the Hardy Boys or Hardy Hardy Brothers or whatever, they they got kicked out of wrestling uh, for, for, like, drug abuse, and then one of them tried to make a comeback at a show a few years ago. They're both back now and, like, doing fine, but... He tried to come back at a small show, and he showed up just, like, drunk as fuck. <laughs> and he couldn't do any of the moves. And the other guy who was going to get, like, wrestle with him was concerned he was going to get hurt because he was going to fuck the moves up. So he's essentially just, like, holding him down in the ring, <laughs> like, in a real wrestling match. Just trying to keep him from hurting anybody? But, yeah, that could have been uh, that could have been Dennis Rodman. He could have been a, a drunkard getting pinned. In a- I mean... How bad do you have to be for the WWE to be like, hey, dude, I think you got a problem? <laughs> bad enough for the public to notice. I think as long as the public doesn't notice, they don't give a fuck. As far as I remember in the 90s, those dudes had a bit of a steroid problem. And a bit of a punch in the old wife in the face problem. Well, that applies to everyone. <laughs> yeah, they, they would just all beat their wives. I think Stone Cold did it. Fucking hit her with the stunner. Well, that's how you get into the Hall of Fame. And then... The most disappointing part of this, which which ruined the the fucking '90s bulls for me, is Phil Jackson devises the gayest fucking ceremony yeah. of all time to end the team. Phil goes a little too Zen master. He, Although before that, can we talk about when he's on the bus after they're partying and he oh, just yeah, goes, yeah. just goes. You can tell the edible kicks in. He just goes, "This is great." Yeah, Phil Jackson celebrating his uh, sixth final is just sitting there going. This is as good as it gets. This is great. Guys. This is amazing. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is drunk as fuck and celebrating. <laughs> Phil is a, a pure yeah. monster. You just got Michael just, woo, woo. Phil's just like, man, this is pretty cool. Well, you can only be in that kind of mind state when you develop a, a ceremonious fucking lame is what he did. Yeah, he really went real gay on the way out. Yeah, he uh, asked all the players to write down what the team meant to them. This is like some couples therapy shit. He has all the players to write down what the team meant to them. Uh, and and to make it worse, Michael Jordan wrote a fucking poem. Yeah, apparently a heart-touching poem. Yeah, well, Steve Kerr was like, we all saw him as a bully, but on this one day... On this, for 25 minutes. When he rhymed some words, when Jordan came with the bars... It would have been funnier if Michael just showed up and was like, Scotty, give me the beat. Yeah. <laughs> and just fucking laid out a freestyle. I'm... 
kind of surprised he never got sucked into recording Do- an album. Doing that? Like, I, I think he didn't have the time. Even fucking Tony Parker's who had an album out there. Michael didn't have the time. He was he was golfing. You can't gamble in the studio. But a- a- after they all read their stupid, uh, like, yeah. Kairos retreat I'm gonna letters. I'm going to miss you so much. <laughs> they threw him in a coffee tin and lit him on fire. Yeah. And I think they should have fucking put Phil's head in the tin afterwards for coming up with such a terrible idea. I think Phil might have taken some psychedelics before that. I don't want to know. Because it seems like a real, like, uh, he either was privy to some sort of Native American uh, ritual that he was performing here, or he had just read, like, a self-help book. Yeah, some, like, Tony Robbins shit. This is how you put it to an end, guys. We're going to get closure. But yeah, I don't want to imagine Michael Jordan uh, writing heartfelt poetry. It's, yeah, that's it's not, not what the ma- way I want to remind or like remember my my basketball idol. Yeah, that's not what made him the goat. No, he's not the goat because he's a good person. He's the goat because he wins. He was not out there uh, reciting lines of poetry to the opposition. Dear Carl, <laughs> <laughs> roses are red, violets are blue. You raped a thirteen-year-old, two, and a twelve-year-old, too. two. <laughs> But and then once again, Scotty ends up just getting ripped by Michael. Poor Scotty. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's talking about Game Six and Scotty's pretty much just thrown his back out, and yeah. uh, Michael's just like, "Man, Pip got hurt on us again. Couldn't play, so I had to step up." Yeah, he acts like he's intentionally getting injured to yeah. like s- spite him or something. Well, like the migraine game, I can you you question Scotty a little, but now one like. He just looks like he's in pain. Yeah, I mean, you can... And, that, and, that whole series is pretty much on YouTube. If you want to watch the game, just Google it. But that game six, it's it's like literally the first Bulls possession Yeah, where Pippen dunks, and you can see him grimace immediately. Yeah, just, just, ah. And yeah, he comes up sort of hobbling. Yeah. But yeah, once again, Scotty ends up being the, the scapegoat for why Michael had to take 45 shots. Yeah, Scotty was kind of a punching bag throughout this entire series. Which is kind of why I don't think he's coming back for one year. They, Michael talks about that at the end. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, he would come back if for If everybody seven. said they were going to come back for one year, they would all come back. And it's like, I don't think Pip is coming back, bro. You know who got fucked the most in this documentary, though, is Tony Kukoc. Yeah, he did not get much love. Because if you go through the box scores on a lot of those games, he's the team's like second leading scorer in game six. Uh, he had 15. Yeah, he took over for uh for Scotty when Scotty got hurt scoring wise. Yeah, Kukoc was really fucking good. Steve Kerr was like putting up six points a game. Kukoc yeah. was like at least double digits, and he just kind of gets ignored. Well, Kukoc started. Steve played like 15 minutes a game. Yeah, it, it. I I feel like there's some residual beef left over for why they didn't uh, talk about Kukoc more. Yeah, there does seem like there might have been something. Lingering. Something unsaid. But it definitely, from what I've read, the two people who were most irritated with the portrayal in this was Scottie Pippen and uh, Horace Grant. Horace Grant just straight up said Michael's been lying. Oh, yeah. Horace Grant is pissed because he was the one portrayed to be the snitch. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael's convinced he was the one telling Sam Smith everything. Yeah, and Horace has completely denied that. And... What was it? he? He had some choice words for Jordan the other day. I don't quite remember what they were, but uh, I don't remember exactly. I just remember he accused Michael of lying. Yeah. Oh, lying. that's what it, he he talked about 
he kept calling it a so-called documentary. Right, right, right. That was it. That was it. The so-called yeah, and documentary. then when they asked him why he was doing that, he was like, well, it's all from one person's yeah. perspective. My, like when, when Michael gets to decide every, everything, uh, that kind of ruins the objectivity. And speaking of objectivity, we... Uh, the the wizards uh, bet we made on the yeah. last podcast. Yeah, they did not. Uh, we did were correct. Not touch on that. We were correct. We're all just going to collectively pretend that that never happened. We're just going to completely ignore that. Yeah. We're going to ignore some of his uh, draft choices or and uh, him ruining Kwame Brown's career. Yeah, his Jordan's career ended in '98, and uh, that was it. Yeah, there. These are not the droids you're looking for. Career was over. So let's, uh, I guess, final thoughts on the documentary as a whole. Uh, I think the the first half was much stronger than the the latter half in terms of it, entertainment value. It provided relief in a time when there is no sports. I think that might also play part I of probably, a role in it. I probably liked it twice as much as I would have if there was anything else on. Yeah, initially it was just nice to have any sort of entertainment, but by the time they got towards the end, it was like, yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not putting that definitively ahead of Tiger King. No, I I would, in terms of rewatchability. Maybe a tie, but but not ahead. The Tiger King is, I think, underrated after this. I still, I haven't seen, uh, I... Is it a 30 for 30 they did on Rodman? Yeah, they did a 30 for 30 on Rodman. Yeah, that's the one I want to watch. Like, Rodman, good. Rodman's good. the star character out of this whole thing. I it, think he was the most interesting. Yeah, his 30 for 30 is pretty good. Yeah, because his... Uh, I don't want to... I don't want someone who cares about uh, their public perception to have final say. Rodman clearly did not give a fuck. Yeah, Michael wasn't going to completely explo- expose his flaws. Dennis yeah. was just like... What am I going to do about it? Yeah, it fucking is what it is. Yeah. Shout out to him for sitting there with prime Carmen Electra after the sixth win. Ooh, the worm was getting it. The yeah. worm was getting it. Good old uh, good old Dennis. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's all I have on this. I I think uh Yeah, they kind of they kind of took away any any real uh any real juice from the last two episodes. It was just hoops. Yeah, the series ended not with a bang but with a fizzle. Which is unfortunate cuz it's like Oh, I never thought the Jazz were going to win that series. I had, I knew how that ended. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the problem with it. With it just being basketball, like if you're a fan of basketball, you know all this shit. Like you know he hits the shot. Is that shot going to go in? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. It's it's the most one of the most iconic basketball series like ever. For so yeah. for anyone who knows hoops, like it was just. Yeah. Shitty highlights. Yeah, you were just getting some, like, DVD commentary. Essentially. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go talk about aliens and shit yeah. for our next episode. We're done with basketball. Yeah. For those of you who fucking hated our uh, sports commentary, no worries. We're done with it for the time being. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, suck my say. dick. Suck. Suck. Nothing oh, but oh. Jordan all the time. We can. Yeah, this is now a Michael Jordan podcast. We can talk about how uh, Dennis Rodman, one last thing. How he did after he won, uh, after they won the championship, he hit him, he hit him with the WWE, uh, fucking suck it. Yeah. The the arms next to the dick move. Full into it. Full into it. In a crowd full of white people. (laughs) The whitest of the white. You freaking bulls. (laughs) So I think on that note, uh, Mamba out. Mamba out.